Welcome to this Tuesday special of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. This is episode 449 and my name's Armitage and I'm going to be playing you music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. say on Saturday show that I'll get a midweek special out and true to my word here it is uh, except today's Tuesday and not Wednesday therefore I lied well at the time I was telling the truth and uh, it is the latter part of Tuesday hopefully with all things being equal there'll be another Paranormal School Rock Show on Thursday Wall Rock Radio listeners for the East Midlands this is your Saturday show so excuse my mixed future or past tenses uh, for the Thursday and Saturday shows uh, that the rest of the world will be listening to pop over to ParanoidSchool.com at your convenience. Up first is a band that are no strangers to the radio, probably the most played band in the world, although uh, you probably haven't heard this particular version. Look 
That was, as if you didn't know, The Beatles and I Saw Her Standing There, taken from their 2013 iTunes-only release, Bootleg Recordings 1963. Although I prefer the Elton John, John Lennon live version, uh, I did think the bootleg recordings were only available for a very short time, merely to retain the copyright protection for another 20 years. But it seems to be readily available at rather an expensive price, considering it's download only on iTunes. How many near-identical versions of A Taste of Honey do we really need? Four, apparently. Uh, Even though I was hoping Off the Back would see uh, bootleg recordings released every year in 2020, clearly this hasn't happened. Uh, Back in November 1995, us Beatles fans were treated to the anthology CD and TV special, which brought two new Beatles tunes in the form of Frisbird and Real Love, uh, which were originally John Lennon cassette demos. That, with the aid of Jeff Lynne, the three remaining Fab Four overdubbed themselves. There was a third track, which it seems George Harrison wasn't all that partial to, so it remained unused. That was until a fan decided he'd have a go. Uh, the track in question is called Nen and Thou. The Beatles were my first life-changing band. However, they were never really a rock band in the same vein as the Rolling Stones or The Who. Probably the first ever boy band but they couldn't half write a decent tune.
Long time listeners may recall, I didn't go a bundle on the last Iron Maiden album, The Final Frontier. When I first heard Satellite 15, The Final Frontier, I thought that the wrong mix had been used. It seemed that Bruce Dickinson was singing the wrong lyrics over the wrong tune. I didn't like the production at all. Having said that, blimey, sound like Simon Cowell on the X Factor. Oh, no pun intended. Uh, their new album, The Book of Souls, is fantastic. The sound is much more open, not overproduced, with just the right amount of balance. I sort of lost interest after Power Slave. Admittedly, I did buy their subsequent releases, but uh, after a couple of plays, I filed them away, never to meet Laser, let alone Needle again. Depending on the cost, I could actually see myself attending one of their gigs, which would be my first since uh, Somewhere in Time to Hammersmith, uh, November 1986. Actually, I'll tell a lie. I saw them with Charlotte and the Harlots at the Queen Mary's College a couple of days before their Donington appearance in 88. But enough of reminiscing. This is Speed of Light. <laughs>
Imperial State Electric's fourth album, Honk Machine, was released last Friday. That was the 21st of August future and on Wall Rock Radio listeners. I have to say that there is so much great music being released at the moment. Anyway, with every Imperial State Electric release, I'm getting more and more into the band. I don't think it's a case of the band finding their feet, but me finding mine. Uh, They could almost be classed as a 1970s rock tribute band if they didn't happen to write their own songs, as the band's collective head seems to be immersed in that era. And I say, more power to them. It's track number eight from the aforementioned album, Lost in Losing You. Take it for a spin Baby, I got one on the road Sucking round our day 
You should hopefully be aware that Imperial State Electric are over here in the UK for three English dates supporting Graveyard in Birmingham, London and Manchester at the beginning of November. Uh, Talking of Graveyard, the band's fourth album, Innocent and Decadence, is all set for release on the 25th of September. I know, ages away. Fortunately for us, the band have just released the track Apple and the Tree, which obviously features on it, and just so happens to sound like this. He has been sliding the sliders for Black Trip's new album, Shadow Line, which is due to hit the real and virtual shelves on the 28th of August. Again, I have to say that there's so much great music being released at the moment. As a record-buying punter, my debit card is taking the hammering. Or it would if I didn't get the album sent for free. Pity me. Anywho, 
Black Trip are a Swedish five-piece hailing from Stockholm. Uh, I think that Shadow Line is their third album with Heart of the Dream and Going Under released in 2012 and 2013, respectively preceding it. Uh, the band will be out on tour to support of said and aforementioned album. Unfortunately, dear old Blighty doesn't figure in the current touring schedule. Maybe if a few of us purchased their records, they would. Whilst you mum over, here's Berlin Model 32.
Ghost Highway Records are all set to release a new 7-inch by the Dolmans. Uh, I did actually think that He's a Drag had been released at the beginning of the year, maybe just digitally. Anyway, the 7-inch, which is back with Teenage News, is available on either yellow or standard none more black vinyl. 125 copies of each, so you better get in quick. To get you in the mood, let's listen to the A-side in question. Ghost Highways for a while longer, the label are all set to release a live vinyl vinyl album from the Nomads recorded in Spain, which no self-respecting music lover should be without. Uh, another disc that no record collection would be complete without is the Catastrophe Records debut 7-inch split single from Born Loose and the Love Stores, officially known as the Puking Unicorn EP, which has finally made it out of Canada via bootlegbooze.com for Europe and the undergroundmedicine.com 
com for those of you Americans tuning in. Now, if you remember on episode 441, and if you don't, I'm hurt. I played the original tracks by both bands, and for those of you who shamelessly missed that show, uh, the tracks of which are from the Love Source, Cross-Eyed Cat, and Nightcrawler, which originally was recorded by the Candy Snatchers, and from Born Loose, Whiskey Holiday, and in return, their cover of The Humpers, Fast, Fucked and Furious, which I'm going to play. No need to thank me, actually. <laughs> post-cancer treatment fund has now nearly reached the $60,000 mark, 10 grand more than was hoped. But please don't think that you shouldn't contribute just because the target has been achieved. If you wish to have something tangible, Super Sucker's latest album, which is due to be released in the middle of October, Holding the Bag, is available from acetate.com as a limited to 500 CD in a gatefold sleeve with a bonus track, which has been signed by Eddie himself. Uh, Not the bonus track, but the sleeve, you know what I was talking about or if you'd prefer an eddie spaghetti give cancer the middle finger t-shirt along with the regular cd they have that as well with the proceeds going to obviously eddie's ongoing treatment here's the title track ourselves up off the ground And it might not work for everyone It might just be a drag 
But I need to make sure that I'm not the one Left holding the bag Holding the bag So go ahead and do your thing Leave the hard stuff up to me The only gift that I can bring Is the one that sets you free time and the bones are all set to release flash the letter on people like you records on the 24th september which is a thursday so surely according to the new worldwide practice of friday releases should it be the 25th maybe the 24th falls on a friday this year in germany uh, the first track to be lifted from said album is die jar which according to them has also been recorded in english under the new title of built to last i know my german is rusty but isn't die jar the wild years and don't question my german pronunciation Two world wars and a world cup means I can say it any way I like. Hashtag banter. <laughs> Bleib dir nicht 
Baby's Comeback album, 4x4, is out on Friday, or yesterday if you haven't switched off yet, Wall Rock Radio listeners. Uh, what we've been offered is nine tracks at just under 35 minutes. Now, for me, I'll always want the Back Your Babies to be barreling and to bombed out of my mind with no breaks, no pauses between songs. But Parenthood and Sobriety in the interim years has understandably put a different slant on things when it came to writing 4x4. Does the album rock? Well, yes. 13 or nothing, White Light District and the likes of Never Finish Anything, rock like fuck. But the slower, more thoughtful tunes, like Bloody Tears, uh, which the squirrel seems to think is an updated version of Rhodes, and the seven-minute walls will have the lighter apps out on the smartphones if played live. Actually, uh, I'd love to see walls as the band's main set closing number, with an even longer jamming into silence ending. Or us fans cheering now that would be great uh, but this is i'm on my way to save rock and roll Yeah. Cause every time I turn around I look the 
trying to look the other way There are a thousand million reasons Should I go or should I stay When you went beyond my back I found you left the fucking mess with me to Those of you who listened to episode 447 will remember me talking about the clashing gigs that have befallen the squirrel, namely Amorphis at Wembley supporting Nightwish versus Sartor at Debassa playing the whole of Headquake. My money was on Sartor and Stockholm. However, when questioned on what the squirrel had chosen before the role models gig last Friday, I was told that that was far too in the future and an almighty spanner had been thrown into the works re the upcoming Michael Monroe tour as Amorphis and Corpiclania apparently so I can't find any info about it are playing a gig together in Finland around the 9th of October meaning the squirrel won't be seeing the Michael Monroe band in Birmingham as planned as she'll be in her adopted country then flying back in time hopefully to see the Munros in Scotland me, electric boring will suit just fine here's those troublemakers amorphous and sacrifice from their new album Under the Red Cloud which is just hanging over to squirrel's head <laughs>
Whilst at the Role Models gig last Friday, and again the day after the Diamond Dogs gig, I met up with top zookeeper at the ZSL Butterfly House, Tans, who is always enthusing about new bands that I should hear. Friday was no different, with me having to write down the list of bands that he believed garnered my immediate attention. Uh, unfortunately, in the cold light of day, I could only make out two bands as I couldn't read my own handwriting. Uh, the first band that I had scrawled down was the Prophets of Addiction. A quick Google search had me reading that they were A, a rock band from Seattle, and B, the press had likened them to Guns N' Roses, The Ramones, Motley Crue, Dead Boys, LA Guns, Hanoi Rocks and The Lords of the New Church. Which, uh, when press say things like that, Normally, they get me going, yeah, right. However, there is an element of truth in that statement. Uh, C.C. DeVille crops up providing a solo on Kings and Queens, which is on the band's second album, Reunite the Sinners, which uh, was released in May. However, the band didn't really need his endorsement contribution as a selling point, as the Prophets of Addiction stand up very well on their own. This is Spare the Bullets. I pull my long black hair back 
The second and final readable name was Johnny Jetson, who I already was aware of from his time in the Space Age Playboys with Corey Clark and his own band, The Tattooed Millionaires. This time round, Tans informed me that Johnny had released his first solo album, The Father, The Son and The Ghost of Rock and Roll, in February, and that uh, I should check it out, which I did. This is It Could Have Been Love. <laughs>
that's it until hopefully thursday when i shall be bringing you some live diamond dogs recorded at the release gig for their quitters and complainers cd with steve conti joining them for a few songs wall rock radio listeners move along nothing to see until next time take it easy (laughs) 